Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Obviously, property insurance, auto insurance, flood insurance, all top of mind issues in the most recent election. And joining us on the line is the Louisiana Insurance Commissioner-elect Tim Teeple to talk about that. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Noel. It's Temple, not Teeple. Oh, what did I say? I said Teeple, Temple. I'm sorry. <laughs> not a problem. We'll get through it. I'm all, I'm all tongue-tied this morning for some reason. I don't know what, what's going on. I've mispronounced about hey, six I deserve more. that for not being able to make your show last week, so uh, I apologize for that. No, not not a not a problem. I apologize uh, for same. So, Tim, um, obviously a lot moving. You're getting closer and closer to that January date where you take the oath of office. Uh, are you still thinking that a special session is the best course of action here in the coming months? You know, no, I, I don't change my position that we need to have a, a session to address the property crisis uh, as early in the year as possible, but. I mean, just looking at reality uh, now that the it looks like a you know a, a court has ordered the you know Louisiana to re, to redraw their their district lines for the congressional seats and you know from everything I I'm I, I'm told and I read in the papers it looks like that's going to happen uh, as soon as possible after everyone gets sworn in January 8th and I, that just takes you know from from a timing standpoint I just don't see. I don't see how we have enough time to do one. Um, you know, certainly, certainly would like to to get a you know a bill or two in if possible. But you know, not being from the legislative side, I don't know how how you know what the reality of that is. Right, and obviously there's exigency created because the court is mandating this, right, and has actually issued a timeline, and it looks like they're going to be going in and asking for a little bit of relief relative to that timeline because of this transfer of leadership in state government. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and you're right there. And, 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 you know, the reason that, that I think that we need to try and do something in January to address the property crisis is, you know, like I said before, if we want to try and bring relief as soon as possible to, to the consumers, to the policyholders with regards to property, we've still got a lot of other insurance crisis issues in our state, but specific to property, um, you know, we need to do something as early as we can. If we wait until March for the regular session, you know, just the reality of that is that session doesn't conclude until June, which puts us right back in the middle of hurricane season 2024. And property riders, you know, that that are worth their salt and have any type of business plan to be, you know, to remain in this state, they're not realistically going to come and write thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of new policies in South Louisiana in the middle of a hurricane season. That just that's that's not a you know a realistic expectation. So, you know that's why I'm still hopeful that we can try and find some time um, before March 11th to you know again identify a few items that that will move the market so that carriers will start to come back to Louisiana. 
So what do, what do we see right now in the market conditions? Obviously, we've worked our way through the bulk of the hurricane season uh, without a storm. I would assume that has had to help. Uh, obviously, we probably need to string together two or three of these seasons. But what are you seeing right now? Yeah, and, you know, no, we get, we'll call it, you know, lucky when we don't have a hurricane, you know, when we don't have an active hurricane season. But, you know, obviously – None of that is, is, is uh, you know, man-made. I mean, you know, that's all just up to the face of the weather. And we still got to address the underlying concerns, you know, the underlying issues in Louisiana, and that's that we do not have a competitive marketplace for carriers. You know, we've got some regulatory challenges. We've got some legal challenges in our state. And, you know, I've been, I've been extremely engaged in uh, talking with stakeholders since August of this year, you know, identifying, you know, what are those items that we need to address, uh, you know, f- from a legal stand, you know, from a legislative standpoint, you know, what are the items that we need to address from a regulatory standpoint to attract those markets? And, and that's not just for property. That does include homeowners. I mean, I'm sorry, that does include, you know, personal auto, commercial auto, uh, uh, commercial property, which is a problem in our state too. So, you know, I'm going to keep engaging with stakeholders to to identify that so that when we Get to the point after January 8th, if we, whether it's a special session or a regular session, you know, we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to have those items identified, you know, what needs to be done. And, you know, we're not going to wait. And I'm certainly not waiting until January 8th to take office to, uh, to you know, to start working towards solutions. As we, I guess what people are having a, a difficult time understanding, and, and I guess in some respects I do as well. Um, is it clearly delineated what states they really want to write in? Well, well, I think you know if if you if you just look at just let's let's look at some numbers. You know, prior to Laura Delta Zeta and Ida, you know there were, I mean, there were licensed 130 some odd companies writing property in Louisiana, licensed, and that doesn't mean that they were actively engaged in writing because you have to remember, you know. The top five riders of property in Louisiana account for 80% of all the homes in Louisiana. So, you know, even though you had 133 licenses, it's really, you know, that, that top tier, the ones riding the bulk of the business. So before, and that includes, you know, direct riders, which are companies that, you know, they don't go through the independent agents. They're the ones that you see advertising on TV, and you can go direct to them. And then you have the independent agent marketplace, the companies that, that you can obtain coverage through using an independent agent. For the independent agent book, there were about 20, call it two dozen, a strong two dozen companies that were actively writing policies in Louisiana. Right now, that's about four. So those companies chose to stop writing business in Louisiana. They didn't choose to stop writing business all across America. They chose to stop writing business in Louisiana. So I think the proof is right there in the numbers and the fact that they said, you know what, until things change, until they, things improve, we're not going to put our capital at risk in Louisiana. So, no, that, that, you know, that's what I'm focused on is, is creating a marketplace that companies want to come back. And like I said, I, you know, I've been traveling um, the state. I've actually been traveling the country, uh, meeting with insurance carriers, meeting with reinsurance markets. And I hear it, it is very consistent. We do not support business in Louisiana right now because we do not like the marketplace. 
So let's talk about direct riders. How many did we have that were riding in the state before Laura Delta and the others, um, as opposed to now? Well, uh, from a, from the direct rider standpoint, I don't know any that have have withdrawn from Louisiana. But what they are doing is they are not actively writing as many new policies as they were in, in prior years. Um, you know, and, and that's that's through conversations with with the with their agent force that, you know, they'll be told they can only write so many new policies, you know, this month or next month they can expect to write so many new policies. So they have they have curtailed their their, you know, capacity, if you will, as well. And and again, that bodes that does not bode well for you and I as a consumer. We want companies that are actively engaged in writing new business because that creates that competitive marketplace that, that you and I benefit from. So if you had to pick an item uh, that you wanted to get through a special session, if you are fortunate enough to have one, um, what, what is going to be the priority issue that you think you're going to get the biggest ROI uh, and catch the uh, insurer's uh, attention that Louisiana has gone on a path of change? You know, Mill, the, the the two that I think, and the ones that I hear again consistently from from the carriers and from the reinsurers, that make Louisiana stand out as a market that they do not, you know, want to do business in, are we have a three-year rule in Louisiana that we're unique in our state that we're the only state that has that. Um, that inhibits companies from coming in and writing new business, and because it inhibits companies from the ability to manage their own risk. So I would say the three-year rule. And then we have got to tighten up our it's it's commonly referred to our bad faith statute um, in Louisiana. We do not have a de- definition um, you know for that, and our neighboring states do. And again, if we want if we want companies to come in and write in, in a Gulf Coast hurricane exposed state, we're the only one that, that has not tightened up our language on that. And, and we desperately need to do that to attract new markets. So when we talk about the three-year rule, you've kind of said that we can't just get rid of it overnight. It's something that we have to phase out, correct? Correct. And, and you know, like I said, yes, like I said, we cannot just go and just say, you know, starting January 1st, for example, just it does not apply anymore. That that would not work, and that would create more turmoil and crisis in our marketplace than it would help initially. Um, so we've got to create some type of, uh, you know, I'm referring to it as a glide slope. We've got to allow an opportunity for carriers that are currently riding business in the state to be able to to slowly get off risk that are, they have deemed undesirable, um, while at the same time creating an opportunity for markets to come in, and those markets, you know, th- that want to write in the areas, and especially in South Louisiana. So, you know, we've got some ideas. I don't really want to, you know, publicize them, yes, because, you know, what I'm trying to do is get some consensus from the marketplace uh, as well as from the consumer groups to make sure that we've got something that's, that's, that's you know, that's viable. Um, it doesn't, doesn't do anybody any good just to come up with something if it's going to, if it's, you know, failure to launch. So um, we're working on some solutions. I think we've got one or two that, that would help modify while still giving consumers the protection that they need. Tim, let me play devil's advocate for a second here, uh, because I, I get these questions a lot when I'm out and about. You know, people know that I talk about insurance quite a bit on this show. 
But when I hear somebody, when I hear you say, you know, the insurance company manage risk, so they go in on day one, they have made, they've done their risk assessment, they they run the traps on risk, they decide to write Newell Norman. What's going to change in three years? You know that they feel like that they're handcuffed from the day that they give the official okie dokie. Uh, if I'm paying on time, it's not a question of, of, of a credit worthiness relative to me. What in the market is going to change where they feel like they need to manage the risk more efficiently relative to me in a three-year period of time? Well, well, first I want to say that I think any company should always be able to manage their own risk and do business with people or entities that they choose to do business with, whether it's you to an insurance company or an insurance company back to you. So, I mean, let's, let's, let's at least, I mean, I got to say free market should rule. And when you tell a company that they can't change because of a law in the books and it's the only industry regulated, we need to acknowledge that's a problem. But, but in your scenario, no, it's, it's not the third year. It, once it's after that third year, they cannot non-renew you, but for if you fail to pay your premium or if there's a material change in risk. And let's say that your home, when they wrote your home, you've got a seven-year roof, for example. So three years later, you've got a 10-year roof. But they stay on. You, you keep renewing with them. And now, you know, we're, we're 10 years, we're 15, we're 20 years into it. That roof, you haven't replaced your roof. It's, a, it's an older roof. They know they're going to have a claim on it. And if, if you decide that, you know, if you say, oh, I'm not going to replace my roof until I have a storm that's going to buy my roof, that, that's a risk that they don't want to have. And we see that happen in South Louisiana a lot. You know, a lot, it's just, it, it's, it's part of where we live. And a lot of, you know, there's a lot of homes out there, and they can't raise their rates. So, so what is enough. the sweet spot? From an industry perspective, what's the sweet spot? So, you know, w- what benefit does it do for me or anybody else to go out and buy a 30-year sealed tab roof if the sweet spot for insurance companies is 15 years? Well, right now, if you go and replace your roof and you get a fortified roof, you know, you're going to actually that, get a but that, credit. But that, that's, that's not what I'm asking, because most people are not going to have a fortified roof for the next 10 years. I mean, it's just we're not going to get that market penetration. So as I'm sitting down talking to the insurance company, what is the sweet spot where they decide that my structure is becoming aged? Um, and, you know, so what is the sweet spot? Because you have people that... It's like being a 90-year-old and putting a 40-year a 40-year hip in a 90-year-old. It makes no sense. So, I mean, if there's a sweet spot for the insurance company, what is it? Because maybe I put a 20-year seal tab roof if it's 15 and I save money. And maybe they make a condition of the renewal of the policy is that the the roof has to be repaired replaced every 15 years. Uh, where they well, no, give more I want to certainty. disagree with your statement. Uh, I want to disagree more with your statement that we're insured. not going to have penetration. Hey, I want to disagree with your statement that we're not going to have penetration of the fortified roof program. I mean, you know, Florida, not Florida, I'm sorry, Alabama started their roof, roofing, their fortified roofing program, I believe it was 2016 or so. They've got 43 yeah. or 45,000 new roofs. In the midst roofs. of much better economic conditions, right? Uh, and they they weren't they weren't anywhere near 
the homeowners' prices that we're paying right now, and they weren't paying 8.5% interest on a home uh, at, at the present time. They had some of the, the benefit of some of the lowest interest rates in the history of the country. So there were a whole different set of economic conditions available to them at that point in time, and that's why I believe we're not going to get the market penetration of others because there's just people don't have the cash. They don't have the capacity, and they don't have the borrowing capacity because the underwriting of these loans is getting stricter and stricter and stricter. So it's not as freewheeling oh, well. as it was through through those years, and we can't just we, – we have to take in all of the uh, – conditions and the capacity but that's that's an argument for a different day if you know going back to this thing and trying to create the balance between the two the the problem that insureds are having is that they don't know how to pretty themselves up to ensure that that we can keep a really nice insurance partner because these the rules and and the way that we talk about it is vague. They don't understand. If it's a $5,000 investment, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people because it helps the appreciative value of their home if they're investing in their home. Now, the problem, the insurance industry says, well, that's a problem because now we're taking in $5,000 more value that we have to cover. And you see, you get it, we get into this cycle where we don't know what it is that we need to do to put lipstick on ourself as a pig you know to pretty ourselves up and i think that's I think there's a role that you them. can see there's a there's a role that the department of insurance can play in helping communicate that and you know right now i think one of the things that's trying to be communicated is that louisiana and especially in south louisiana we are in a hurricane exposed area and that we sure. as a populace in south louisiana especially need to start mitigating the risk which means we need to start we need to increase our building codes which they've moved they've made some movement on that i think there's still more to to be done but we also when we're building a new home or we're replacing an existing roof if you're in south louisiana you need to look long and hard at making your roof fortified because if you don't and the person across the street does that home is going to get a more attractive reinsure uh, insurance quote than the home that doesn't have the fortified roof and we live where we live. We can't move. We cannot relocate the oil right. and gas industry. We can't relocate all the jobs that are down here. So what we have to do is acknowledge we, we aren't far from the coast. We do have hurricanes. Our properties are exposed, and we need to – you're calling it – You know, I mean, you're not calling it. You say lipstick on a pig. It's not lipstick. We need to actually do things to make our homes a more fortified, more attractive, more resilient property. We do that – you start to see those rates come down because companies have to give you a discount for that. I guess part of the problem is you grew up in, in, in a time, I grew up in a time, my parents had like one insurer, I think the whole time, through my entire childhood, probably through college and half of my work life, and it never changed. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the kind of stability that my generation actually is looking for. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are completely frustrated that over a 10-year period of time, they might have seven different homeowner uh, insurance policies. And, you know, they, they didn't grow up th that way. They know what they know, and, and they desire it in, in a huge way. And they would do whatever they could, really, if they 
had clearly delineated expectations of them other than we know where we live, you know, we know the challenge, but that there's things that we could do to ensure that we would have a renewal policy that would be relatively affordable presented to us in every year. And I think, you know, that, that, that in and of itself is a big, big challenge right now. It's what I hear out on the street almost every day. Um, well, look, you know, like I said, I certainly want to do my part through my office and through the Department of Insurance to help communicate what those expectations are for consumers. Because, you know, knowledge is power. And, and to your point, if they know what they need to do to help get the best pricing to help, you know, make their, their property, the, you know, more attractive, you know, from, a, from that type, from a risk standpoint – you know, that helps them. And, and we're certainly going to, you know, look in creating a way to message that so people know what to expect. No, absolutely. And and I appreciate you coming on. I just, I, you know, people ask me these mm-hmm. questions. I, I don't really know the answers. I don't have the answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, that's, but you know, I, that's why I, I want to keep I, doing this on a regular basis to help try and communicate and, and, and understand what people's concerns. And I certainly know. I mean, affordability is number one. But, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got to create a marketplace so that it is affordable and attractive. Absolutely. Tim Temple, thank you so much for joining us today. Louisiana Insurance Commissioner-elect, have a great Thanksgiving holiday, you and your family, and uh, look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. All righty, folks. That's Tim Temple, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner-elect. We will be right back. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 